0: You're listening to the Beloit
1: Podcast.
0: On this show, we're joined by Vicki Lynn. Vicky is a writer, comedian, entrepreneur, and one busy person. Coming up in February, that's February 9th, vicky is hosting the Black Women in Business Expo. That's going to be at the Rock City Art Complex. Also, February 13th, if you'd like to catch Vicki doing stand-up comedy, she's going to be at the Beloit Moose Lodge. All right, let's get into the episode. Enjoy. Where does your story in life begin? Uh, about
1: 1980, um, we were living in Mississippi, and I was about four, going on five, and we moved up here with an aunt, and she had nine kids. Wow. Yeah, so we moved wow. up here, and it was it was they were all older than me, so it was an experience, and I learned a lot, mostly that. Um, Powdered sugar and cornstarch look exactly the same. (laughs) True. (laughs) Yes, and that chitlins were not for consumption. (laughs) My older cousins, uh, shout out to the Websters, taught me a lot about life in that few months that we lived with them. So, yeah, we came here about 1980 from Mississippi, and I had to watch commercials on the news a lot to... Get some of my southern accent out. Really? Yeah, I was born in Rockford, Illinois, but we lived in Mississippi during my speech formative years. So, yeah, I came up here. I was talking, you know. I said boog and and orange soda. (laughs) So I watched a lot of TV because I got tired of kids picking at me. Yeah? Yeah, when I get upset, it still comes out. (laughs) Is
0: there any certain moments when you came to Beloit or since being in Beloit that are really standout moments for you? <sighs> Probably a lot, right? Would you say most of your life was spent here in Beloit? Oh,
1: yeah. Um, at least, uh, I'm 43, almost 44, so at least 35 of my years okay. off and on were here. So, um, yeah, a lot of memories in Beloit. I've watched a change, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. Drastically. Tell me some of the changes you've when seen. When I got here, Summit Park still had this huge, like, pipe in the middle of the playground. It was all made of metal. You still, you know, got pretty hurt, but we yeah. were tough kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we I remember were tough that. kids. But that tunnel, they had to take it down. I remember it was rusted, you know, it was <laughs> rusted, it was... The the whole pipe smelled like urine. It was it You needed a tetanus shot or have to tighten the shot afterwards. Well wow. And now you go over there and it's this plastic, colorful, beautiful, you know, thing over there, but it used to just be this monstrosity wow. in the air, completely made of metal. <laughs> and it was dangerous. <laughs>
0: great place to go and play. Yes,
1: yes, and we loved it. I love Summit Park, I love Merrill school, you know. Um, I think going there at a young age, uh, it taught me a lot about Black Pride, because Meryl was all black, all our teachers were black, and going there was something new for me, coming from Mississippi, where, you know, basically we were taught, you know, all I saw in authoritative positions were white people. So coming here and going to Merrill and seeing authoritative figures, you know, that looked like me was really a change. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, this is amazing. So it gave me a little bit of hope and a little bit of pride, you yeah. know, in myself. So I can't thank Beloit for that. You know, it, it had its moments. Like I first discovered racism here, believe it or not, coming from Mississippi and discovering racism yeah. in the North was a shock to the system. It's, <laughs> but, a, di- it's a diverse city. Yeah, it, it's it's, got it's, everything. it's pretty diverse, and that's another you know thing I love about it because um, I, I learned how to love Madonna and Ariel's Speed Wagon here, so. <laughs> <laughs> So my, my whole world is diverse from, you know, entertainment to the things I love in life in general, you know, take me to Starbucks and also, you know, take me to a rhythm and blues concert. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. How long before you realized you want to be a stand-up comedian?
1: I was 37.
0: So quite a quite a bit of growing it wasn't up before. Early. Your life. It
1: was not early. I always wanted to be a writer. I was A writer. Like, oh yeah. yeah. I loved yeah. words from the beginning. I wanted to be a writer or an actor hmm. or a photographer or a journalist or a journalist. But everything was artistic. I knew when I was four in Mississippi what I wanted to do four years old, I'm like, I'm going to be a writer, I'm going to be a painter, I'm going to be a journalist, I'm going to write books, I'm going to, you know, create art, and I'm going to change the world, and people are going to love me. And then when I was 37, I went to a comedy show for the first time, and I literally had one of those outer body epiphanies or visions or whatever, and I'm watching the comedian, shout out to Emmett Cannon, I'm watching him on stage, and everything got dark and Tunnel everything vision. got <laughs> silent and I like was just enveloped by this light and it said that's what you should be doing and then boom everything was back and I could hear noise again and I was just like okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's usually a sign
1: yeah that's usually a sign and I can remember that that moment like just okay okay this is what I'm going to do. Yep. And that's what happened. And I went up to him afterwards and I was like, I think I can do this. I bet you hear this all the time, but I think I can do that. And he was like, okay. And So uh, we became friends on Facebook and one day he inboxed me. He was like, yeah, I think you can do this. Okay. And so I've always been told that I was funny. You yeah. know, I grew up with a mother who was sick. And you know, when you're uh, chronically ill, it, it messes with you mentally. Mm-hmm. So I used to have to do everything to try to make her happy. Right. And I would put on shows and dress up and just come in a room like, look, Mom! <laughs> and she encouraged it. So That's awesome. Yeah. Was there any
0: uh, anything else? Did you try any writing or all that stuff? Um, anything else besides comedy before comedy came up? Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I was um, on the Rockford Poetry Slam circuit for a while. Uh, I used to go out there and do poetry slams and do poetry open mics and I used to write and. And I had even got to the point where, you know, I got a whole book of poetry copyrighted in the Library of Congress. So wow. I got something over wow. there. And then I got sick. My kidneys failed. So for eight, Ten years, I didn't do anything. That's terrible. Yeah it, it was I don't wish dialysis on anybody you know so that that just kind of deterred me from doing anything. Basically all I could do was get up every day make sure my kids were fed yeah. and go to dialysis and come back and go to sleep. That was my life for like eight years and then for two years after that I had to figure out okay I'm not sick anymore now what? <laughs> so right. it took me like two years to get it together. And then I went to that comedy show, and life, life changed. changed. Wow, that's yeah.
0: awesome. Uh, let's talk about some of your favorite places in Beloit. You mentioned Summit Park.
1: Yeah. You got any other favorite places in Beloit? Anywhere where there's water. Okay. That's probably that's probably in the top ten reasons why I haven't moved. Because any other city, it would be horribly expensive to live by water. Yes. And yeah. no matter where I've lived in Beloit, the Riverside Park. Not very it's far. Always been within walking distance. Yeah. Always. So, like for twelve years I lived right at the top of um what is that over there? By Burger King and it's Maple. Is that Maple, that little street? I lived I think on so. um Ridgeland and Oak. So Okay, yeah. You know, I could always see the fireworks from wherever I was right. and the water was just a walk away, so Riverside, Beckman Mill, um, Big Hills Park, the overlook of the Rock River. Even when I was a little girl, when I was a teenager, whenever I was having a bad day, I could come down and sit by that river and just pretend that all my problems just leaped onto the water and went away, yeah. and I would feel great.
0: That is pretty nice. Yeah. I wanted to know what
1: inspires you. <sighs> um, so many things. Like so many things, like from, like even though I don't um, partake in religion or politics, mm-hmm. I try my hardest to stay away from. Them. But yeah. if you're dealing with people, it's gonna come up. Definitely. But I yeah. even then, even through that, I'm inspired because whatever you know people believe in, it can create the worst in them or it creates the best in them. So yeah. I always try to look for the best in any situation to be inspired and you know the cliche oh my children my children inspire me yeah no
0: <laughs> <Next>.
1: no. <laughs> no they do I, I i wanted to show them um better you know yeah just that's it you know so whenever i think about what i want to do i think about would my kids be proud of me so would my mother be proud of me so yeah what they're in there <laughs> yeah. but yeah everybody people people inspire me the human condition inspires me because I think every artist you know no matter what you create their one goal is to create something so amazing that it changes the world for the yes, better I don't I care agree. what you do everybody every artist who doesn't have malintent wants to change the world with that one great artistic piece so that's what we're all looking for. So that inspires me. Is like, how can I make this world better? Because yeah. I just want to live in it. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's right. Art as a uh, survival instinct. Right?
1: <laughs> right? Like I don't want to struggle. I just <laughs> want to. I want to live easy. Like sitting on the front porch, drinking lemonade, easy. <laughs> can I make a couple of grumpy people happy? You know? <laughs> uh, I want
0: to ask about podcasts. Do you listen to podcasts much? And if so,
1: no. And that's because yeah. I'm a visual learner. I, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. Sorry, everybody. <laughs>
0: well, Sorry, Beloit
1: Podcast. I don't. No Joe Rogan.
0: Because... No Mark Marin, No.
1: No, I, I I grew up deaf. I grew up not being able to hear well. I didn't get my first hearing aid until I was thirty six years old. So I'm I'm still a visual learner. I still have to see people's lips moving. If I live, listen to a podcast, I have to play it really loud Yeah. and it's rare that I'm somewhere where I can play things really loud that makes sense plus I have short attention span I'll start listening to something and then they'll say something and I'll be like oh yeah yeah I gotta go take that out of the oven or oh yeah I forgot to pick up shower curtain hooks <laughs> like so my mind is always on the move
0: I know you got one of these a favorite quote
1: bloom where you were planted
0: where does
1: I, that come from? That that um I forgot who who said it. There's there's no specific person who said it. I know they have an era from where it came and who they first heard say it. Yeah. But I haven't been able to find exactly who said it. But "Bloom where you are planted" is my favorite quote because I spent so much time like, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. I can't grow here. I I can't do this. I think I a lot of people go here. through that here. Yeah. And. And that's how I felt about Beloit for a long time. I got to get out of here. I can't be creative here. I'm living the same day over and over again. And then I read that quote somewhere, Bloom, Where You are Planted, and it resonated with me. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm already dope. I'm already great. <laughs> I can cultivate who I am yes. wherever I am. And right now I'm planted in Beloit. So let's bloom. Let's Let's do what we can here while we're here. And if life takes me somewhere else, I'll carry that with me. So love yeah, that. I love bloom where you were planted. That's what made me you know, start my business. It was like, I don't have this, I don't have that. It's like, let's just work with what we got.
0: Let's talk about that. Uh, you're doing a new business. Uh, tell people the name of the business and what it, what you're doing.
1: Okay, my uh, business is Nani Lens Naturals. For the past three years, I got into making my own natural products. After my kidney transplant, I was taking uh, post-transplant meds. And they started causing diabetes. And I was once 300 pounds and never had a problem with diabetes. So I, I started looking into ways to avoid you know, having to stick myself with insulin and take more medication for more side effects. And this was in the cycle that I was ready to stop. So... Uh, once I started looked, looking into eating healthier, everything else just fell into place like, well, you know your your toothpaste has this in it and you know your lotion has that in it and, and you might as well be putting antifreeze on your skin. Yes. And I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> So I started looking into making my own natural products. And so for three years, I was making everything for myself. And people would always come up to me. and was like, oh, your skin's so soft. What are you doing? Like this. And I was like, oh, I'm just using this. So share this stuff on Facebook regularly. Like, this is what you do. This is... Nobody listens. Yep, yep. <laughs> Nobody pays attention. And so my mother passed away back in October. And I could not work mentally. I could not work mentally and physically for three weeks. I was sick. And I was just like, I still have to pay bills. And I was sitting there, and I'm like, what do I do? And a friend of mine, Cameron, I was he was talking about toothpaste. And I was like, oh, well, I'll make some toothpaste. I'll give you some. And he hit me the next day. He was like, this stuff is amazing. You should sell this. And I was like, I think you're right. And I just started selling it. Yeah. You know, I was sitting there the next, listening to him in my head, and I'm putting on my turmeric facial scrub, and I'm like, yeah,
0: I'm going to sell. this. I'm going to
1: sell this. <laughs> and then I was like, I don't have any labels. I don't have any containers like I had had them, you know, because I've been making it for my kids. I've been giving my kids stuff and my mom and everybody. So I had mason jars all over the place. And I always save glass jars from pickles and banana peppers and Marciano cherries. Whatever I used, I kept the glass jar. So that's what I started out of. And I went to a family dollar, I bought blank labels, I bought some containers, spent like 50 bucks, and bloom where you were planted. And I just started making it for everybody. (laughs) Got on Facebook like, hey, I sell this now, buy it. Yeah. And people started buying it.
0: Yeah, it's been great to see I'm kind of the same way. I like (laughs) having the natural products, uh, because I have kids also, and uh, as soon as we had our first kid, I started reading into the ingredients on everything. I don't know why, but... Uh, I did, and then you start hitting that downward spiral of, oh, I can't touch a lot of things. Yes,
1: and then you're like, what do I do? And you realize nature has already given us everything. Everything, even if you believe everything the Bible says, it says in there, I have created all these herbs and seeds for you to a be lot of great. Yeah. <laughs> Use them. Use them.
0: <laughs> Let's move on to uh, advice or comments for fellow Beloiters this is Uh, a fun one
1: I gotta be I gotta be easy with this one because I I have learned that when you are trying to teach somebody shouting doesn't work they only hear the tone they don't hear the actual words no matter how spot on you are so I just want to say to fellow Beloiters um, spend some time by yourself spend some time by yourself away from your phones away from the screens you do not have to look to the rest of the world to figure out who you are. You do not have to follow the trends. You do not have to, you don't even have to listen to everything they say at school, okay? You have to learn to think for yourself and if you're constantly around people, if you're constantly watching TV, if you're constantly on social media, you are not getting the full benefits of thinking for yourself. It's nothing wrong with being inspired by the rest of the world but everything you need is already in you okay and beloit is a great place stop listening to the rest of the world tell you you know you gotta hate this person you gotta dislike this person you got you can't like these people you can't do this you can't do that stop it Mm -hmm. stop it and just your heart and your mind and your spirit will always give you what you need if you take a breather and listen to it and just be kinder and stop speeding. Beloit is too small for speeding It it just really is. <laughs> I hear
0: that from so many people.
1: <laughs> it stop takes speeding. Five minutes to get everywhere. If you're going Beloit, down 6th you do street, not need to speed and 6th street is
0: terrible for speeders.
1: Most but, uh, people are speeding to get to the two places they complain about more than anything, work and home. Right. So why are you speeding?
0: If you're on ninth street, why are you speeding? <laughs>
1: Thank you. <laughs> yeah. start right. speeding.
0: Uh last question. What's next? I know you probably have a million
1: things going on. <sighs> we'll try to we'll try to be quick because I got I got so much coming up and I wanna get it I wanna get it all in here. Um so there's the Black Women in Business Expo Beloit coming up February 9th, and I'm really, really excited about that. Because when I started this business, I was like, okay, I don't know who to talk to. You know, I had plenty of friends in business, but I had none that looked like me. I had none who who knew the struggles and the um, and the insecurity you can feel as a black woman trying to do stuff. Because whether whether you like to hear it or not, black women are severely oppressed. They're they're severely um, misused and you know, invisible to a degree. Like, we've come so far, you know. Black women are um, the highest percentage of college graduates, so we've we've come a long way, but we still have to deal with that that invisibility problem. So I was like, are there any other black women business, you know, businesses here? Like, I need to talk to them, because if somebody comes to me and is like, oh, do you do hair stuff? I'm like, no, but I don't know who does. So that's, that's the reason I started this expo. And so I found a bunch of women who are in this area who have businesses, who, who are hustling just like I am. And so I started, you know, like, okay, let's do this. Yeah. And I started this vendor expo and, and it's like 15 women are going to be there February 9th at the Rock City Art Complex, which is also a Black-owned business. They have photography over there, tattoos, barbershop, hair salon, like, everything you need. They sell T-shirts, like, they sell food over there. Like, it's it's a one-stop shop. And I felt it best to do it there because they also have, you know, rooms that you can rent through parties and all that stuff in. So we're doing that there, and I have... Um, Let's see, uh, Reflections of Us is there, and they, um, they have melanated beauty and strength uh, products. And if you mention this podcast when you stop by their booth, you will get a special uh, discount. Um, Lash by Lachey offers a variety of different styles of lashes, from dramatic to natural, and your lashes can be used up to 10 times, and shipping is available worldwide. Mention this podcast at their booth for a special offer. Uh, Paparazzi Jewelry is $5 jewelry that's nickel and lead free. Brandy Kenny will be there. Stop by her booth. Uh, We'll have Mary Kay products by uh, Jennifer Franklin and um, visions of beauty designs, handcrafted jewelry and accessories. They do customized orders. And um, let's see, Bling 360 is out of Beloit. She customizes like whatever you bring to her, like coffee mugs, wine glasses, T-shirts, like whatever you bring to her, she can like design it, throw some glitter on it, cast a magic spell and bam, it's awesome nice yeah and then we're uh we're sponsoring two charities uh we have the center of hope um it's an after school program over on harvey 1400 harvey street at new life church and they have i went over there the other day they have kids in the after school program there and they're teaching them they're doing artwork they have recreation, but they could always use more help. Right. You know, and they have a great little stage there. So they want to start open mics for the yes. children and stuff and do shows for the children. So we want to give back to them. And then there's the Kendall Sherman Foundation that's run by Tamika Fricks and she's out of Rockford. And they work and support parents of asthmatic children, you know, to help them with information and financial support should they need it. And we have Blessed Divine Creations over there. They do event planning for weddings and receptions and baby showers and Zant Sweet inspiration. She has handmade journals and altered books, prayer and Bible study journals, journals for everybody. And so we just have a lot going on. And uh, Hidden Gems, also Clancy's uh, food vendor will be there, uh, Tamika go food vendor will be there. Tamika Davis with her food will be there. So we have speakers. uh, Marijuana Van Van Dyke will be there. She works in the college education system. So she will be there talking about the importance of college in the community. We have Tashika Perry. She will be there. She does uh, real estate. So she'll be talking about home ownership. And we also have Gina Stevens. She'll be there. She'll be talking about public relations and Uh, marketing your business and business branding and also Linda Hickman will be there talking about parental involvement in your child's education so yes we are doing everything and also I have some comedy shows coming up (laughs) I have comedy shows coming up in Milwaukee and Chicago and Beloit I will be at the Beloit Moose Lodge February 13th so Beloiters if you want to come hear me be funny Definitely come check me out. That's February 13th at 8 o'clock at the Moose Lodge on Gale Street. So I'll also be in Janesville February 23rd. So I have a lot coming up and yeah. I look forward to it. And Nani Lynn's All Natural Skin is doing great. I'm really happy that Beloit is, you know, starting to say, hey, okay, maybe we don't need Alcohol or propylene glycol, maybe in our lotion. <laughs> <laughs> it's a chance, yeah. Yeah. What's the
0: best place for people to keep up with you online? Let's see.
1: Um, social media: Vicky Lynn's Universe on Instagram and um, Facebook, and Vicky Lynn on Facebook. Nanny Naturals at yahoo.com. Yeah, Nani Lens Naturals on Instagram, Nani Lens Naturals on Facebook, and um, I'm in Beloit. I'm all, <laughs> always here, so definitely you can find me. Just, you know, Google Vicky Lynn Comedian. Google Nani Lens Naturals, and, and you will find me. And definitely, definitely come out to the Beloit Black Women in Business Beloit Expo Tickets are only a dollar, and the only reason I'm charging a dollar to get in for you to spend more money is because that's what we're going to be using to donate to our charities. The Center of Hope After School Program and the Kendall Sherman Foundation. So, and look those two uh, places up and donate even if you aren't coming, because everybody could use support. That's what a community does. Well, uh, Vicki, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me, sir. (laughs) I did. Okay. Bye. My dad made it.